Welcome to another exciting episode of the Mega Vision Show, the companion podcast to Mega Visions Magazine, where we talk about all the latest Sega and video game news throughout the week and throw some feature discussions in as well. I'm Chris, the editor in chief of Mega Visions, and joining me this week is Scotty. Strain things are afoot at the Circle K. Indeed. <laughs> And as always, we have Marcin. How's it going, buddy? Uh, it's cold. It's fucking cold. I'm in a basement, so that's my morning. I didn't even know you guys had a basement, or you had someone else. <clears throat> no, I, I have a basement. So it's the we have the top floor and then the bottom floor, which is technically a, a reworked basement. So there's and like three or four rooms down here. So you live in the basement, though, too. No, I live upstairs, but our computer room is in the basement. So, like, it's like a musical instrument computer studio area thing. A computer room. Yeah, a computer room. And I'm swiveling in my chair right now. <laughs> and it's negative five degrees outside. Holy oh, crap. Man. Well, yeah, that's your got... problem for living in Chicago. Yes. It's only 23 here, but it's supposed to be in the negatives next week up in <laughs> over in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's probably blowing over your way next week. We're just getting it right now. Yeah, buddy. We had a five-degree day, and then the next day was 35. It was very, very weird. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Scotty, why don't you uh, tell us what you've been up to this week? Yeah. um, freezing. uh, Yeah, right. Just avoiding the outside. Um, Played some more Panzer Dragoon Saga on the stream Tuesday. Kind of making quicker progress than I thought I would in that, but um, I won't talk too much about it because you can go to... Actually, you can review those on our YouTube page. We have uh, playlists of all the streams that we do if we do playthroughs, but that's YouTube. I think we're just on there as Megavisions. You can find us. Um, But uh, played some more Spider-Man. PS4 Spider-Man. Sorry, Marvel's Spider-Man. Um, still loving that aside from the combat here and there, it's just not really clicking with me or I haven't like found the thing that I need to use to make combat easier yet. I don't know, but all I'm comparing it to is bat the Batman games. So, um, those Batman games are so good. Yeah, they flow pretty well. Um, Spider-Man, the one thing I will say about the combat is you can actually use the devices and like the, the sciencey gimmicky gadgets that you have better than you could in spider man, uh, Batman. Cause in Batman, you weren't going to like stop everything and spray your shaving cream on the ground in the shape of a bat signal and then run away and blow it up. That's just not practical, but <laughs> Spider-Man, you can do kind of stuff. It's, it's um, hot keyed a little better. Uh, and uh, last night I streamed a little bit of the resident evil two remake um, I won't say too much, which it's weird to say. I won't say too much for fear of spoilers from a game that's 20 years old, but uh, they, they it looks incredible. Um, I unfortunately couldn't really hear the game because um, the way that I stream, I thought about it, but I wasn't able to do this. I couldn't plug my headset into my PS4 controller to hear the game through there. And my PS4 is so loud now when I'm playing something that's graphic intensive Um that I have to turn the TV up to be louder than the fan, but I couldn't do that because then it would echo through my headset for streaming. So what I can say is that the game looks good because I couldn't really hear anything I was doing last night. Um, I could be the companion piece to that because actually I could hear everything. Yeah, so one of the things about, about hearing it. that I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about, because apparently there's some controversy going on about Resident Evil 2 in that if you got the collector's edition, then you have a download code for the original soundtrack and voiceovers. But 
apparently if you only got the regular edition, you have to purchase that separately. Is that is that right? Oh, partially. Um, the so the deluxe edition of Resident Evil Two, um, you it's like 10 bucks more if you got the physical or you can get all the exact same stuff for $15 digitally. You figure it out folks. Um, but <laughs> it does add the soundtrack, which I didn't even know till after the fact. Um, I got the deluxe edition mainly for the costumes. Cause you get like Elza from resident evil 1.5 and stuff. Um, but the, uh, let's see here. I believe it's only the soundtrack itself. I'm going to double check because the lines are not the exact same. So I don't know how they do the voiceovers. Uh, let me see here, though. But yeah, it, but that is very cool. And I'm definitely going to do like a second playthrough of having the game's original music over top of everything. Um, but no, yeah, I don't think it's the voiceovers. It's just the soundtrack itself. Oh, so it doesn't include the voiceovers. No, not that I can see. I'll double check oh. another area here while we're talking about it. But um as a, all I know is that it does add the soundtrack and different costumes, and you get a a different um, skin to one of the handguns, which is cool. Uh, you get Wesker's version of the um, thing I can't remember the name of now. Fuck, Marcy, do you remember? No, but I'm going to call it Wesker's it? thing now. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, Sam, Samurai Edge. Samurai Edge. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, so I enjoyed looking at that game. Uh, it looks really good. They, oh, man, I'm I can't say much without. It's good, and fans will enjoy it. But I think newcomers will as well. I'm a huge fan of Resident Evil Two. I have it on everything except for N64. I even have the Game.com version. Um, I used to own that back in the day too. Jesus, I had a ton of games for the Game.com, but I never owned a Game.com because I would I went to a KB's. And they had clearance to all the games, and they were like a dollar a piece. And so I just bought everything, and uh, I ended up selling them off on eBay a few years ago, um, just because I knew I was never going to do it. But the game.com was actually a really neat system. I mean, you, it had some online functionality, like way back in the day. Uh, it was it was neat, and I love devices that can do weird shit like that. You know, there was no point, or they had no business like having that type of online functionality at that point in time when it came out, like in the, like, what is it? The, the late nineties, mid to late nineties or whatever. Uh, yeah, I think that was out in 98 or 99, the game.com. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's a, uh, that was a cool game. Did you ever play that version? Nope. Um, I've, I've, you know, I have the box to look at and everything. It, it was one of those things where I like came across it on eBay or something. Mm -hmm. And it was like less than 10 bucks. So I'm like, Oh, whatever. I should own this just to be funny. But now, the more every time I look at it, I'm like, I want to kind of try to play that. But <laughs> I um I recall Sonic Jam. There were a lot of Sega things on the game.com, like Sonic Jam, which was kind of just Sonic one through three, I think. But I, I've seen videos of that and it's so blurry and like unplayable mm. that I'm not in any rush to run out and grab a game.com. I think that yeah, touchscreen, Wi-Fi, or not Wi-Fi, but internet. Uh insane. Um, it was back when uh, like the, the palm devices were all the rage, right? Yeah. So you could do some, you know, email and some uh, texts, you know, the things like that. And, and so they were trying to integrate that into a, a game device and just have that cross functionality. And I just thought it was neat. And that's one of the reasons why I also love the engage so much. I'm a huge engage fan. Oh Spe no. 
speaking of which, we're actually going to have an engage feature in this next issue of Megavisions. It's it's really great, but it it it, it focuses on uh, Sega's support for the engage, and so there'll oh be uh, more to come on that. It, it's it's it, it's a really good piece by one of our writers named Drew. Yeah. So that's cool. I. And in, it, the N-Gage entered my life a little bit too much last year to the point that I almost bought one online um, because I did find the tennis game, the virtual tennis N-Gage game at mm -hmm. a local convention. And the dude was just like basically giving it away. So I took it because it's like, oh, this is Sega. I don't own this, but it's Sega. That's my logic. And um, and then like other like websites were doing engage streams and showing off other Sega stuff that they have. And I'm like looking online, like, Oh no, these are a couple hundred dollars. Cause people are idiots. I'm not getting one of these ever, <laughs> but yeah. So, um, the resident evil two remake is good. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, how we uh, went all the way down the rabbit hole and ended up on at engage when we started talking about resident evil two. Yeah, yeah, we sure did. I'm sure there's tons of controversies around it, but I don't see anything about the voiceovers happening because the it's not it's not beat for beat the exact same game. I'll say that mm -hmm. much without spoiling anything. And I will say it did make me jump. There was a stupid part that made me jump and I was embarrassed because it happened on stream. It wasn't you couldn't probably hear my fear, but it was <laughs> it wasn't even a jump scare. It was so stupid. Um, but everything's done really well. It's it's very obvious that a lot of love and care went into this game. So I am excited to play more. I probably will not be streaming it more. I believe Kusanagi is going to take that over because I would like to actually hear the game while I'm playing it. <laughs> right, Marcin, yeah. you've been playing it too, though. What uh, what are your overall thoughts? Yeah, uh, just a quick side note on the Engage thing. Actually, the only <laughs> the only thing I remember about the Engage is just an advertisement with Sonic near an engage uh devices i don't even know what magazine it was but that's the only thing i remember about that device um, I, I rocked my engage all the way until 2009 i'll tell that you that is way I, too I, long i was using it all the way back then i you should have dropped it in 2003 buddy no way i was i i took my engage with me to iraq i was in baghdad <laughs> my engage and i read the entire ender's game ebook on the engage on there that's i read it for the first time and then i read ender shadow on my engage as well jesus um, so i just stayed up late at night just scrolling through pages of like four lines of text because that's all i could kind of fit on the screen uh <laughs> it was hilarious it was so stupid that i was doing that but it was just it was awesome at the same time but uh, yeah resident evil 2 um so yeah i got it and then i remember when i picked it up the gamestop guys were like asking hey do you want to you know add on the dlc or whatever and they were like oh you get the original soundtrack and i was like nah i'll just i can just listen to it on youtube <laughs> and nice. I, I left uh <laughs> how much was it? how much is the, the I, don't even, I don't even know i feel like i don't know but like i, I Deluxe one seventy bucks instead of sixty, but there is the crazy collector's edition that had stuff I just did. I could do an entire podcast on how I'm upset about the recent Resident Evil collector's editions, but the this one's not worth it because I don't need a statue of Leon. One of them was like, "Oh, there's like a noir filter, so like the whole thing was in black and white." I'm like, "Yeah, I don't care about that. That, that doesn't like that doesn't make me like want to purchase it. Like it's really just." surface level stuff and i didn't really i don't really care for that anymore you know that doesn't really yeah that's more like if matter. you plan on playing it multiple times right exactly but 
the gameplay itself, uh, it's fantastic. And I am an audiophile, so like I like to hear it in like surround sound, not like through my two teeny tiny uh, TV speakers. Uh, so I got like uh, five clip speakers, three in the front, and then two. I had to put one on like the window corner because there was like no other place to put it. And then other ones on the coffee table. And then there's like this big, gigantic subwoofer um, that needs its own power source. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it sounds great. Like when you set it to you know five point one or whatever, whatever. Uh, uh, is, that's exactly why I want to do it through my headphones because I feel like they have that like virtual surround or whatever you know. Yeah. So but like it's great. Yeah, you can hear like it, like it, in the left corner of my ear or in the left corner of the room, you can hear like zombies trying to bust through you know the door, um, and just the sound is really crisp and eerie um but yeah i i got to i got a chance to play quite a bit i probably played it up until like midnight or so um yeah and then you know the zombies are more uh, much smarter obviously <laughs> 20 years past um, yeah actually yeah i i'm sorry i won't interrupt you anymore go no, ahead yeah, no, you're good um I, yeah it's, it's go good. ahead i was just gonna say the thing that like stirred me the most was like headshots headshots yep headshots <laughs> headshots are not instant kills and i think that's great because that's by default what everything is like it's a zombie shooter than the brain derp but it just doesn't even if someone even captured a highlight of my uh reaction to it last night where i was just like do headshots even matter in this game what's happening so, yeah so like I, I got this i got the same impression i'm like am i doing this wrong are they ever going to die because i keep you know throwing a knife in them and then they go down and then shoot them and they go back up and then you know the knives obviously only last like two or three times before you have to find another one um and like the i i know that this this is this is like this makes it more survival horror i was kind of <laughs> initially miffed that they brought the item box back uh, uh yeah but you know I, I i get it like it actually gives that sense of urgency you know, to make sure that you're not just blowing everything, you know, away and, uh, you know, I mean, that's, all your stuff. yeah, that's essentially what adds the survival aspect of it. Um, and that's why res like beyond resident evil four, they're just not scary. Cause you have no sense of, of, um, um, what's limitations, I guess. Helpless. Yeah, because Maybe. but with the item box and and the item slots that you have, you have to figure out like, okay, I'm gonna have to backtrack because I can't take all this. So, what enemies are in this hallway that I sh probably should kill rather than avoid because I'm gonna go through this hallway like three times altogether, you know, stuff like that. And there's certain improvements, or maybe I don't remember if they were in the original game, but you know, like if you enter a room, it tells you. Uh, you know, what kind of items there still are. Like, if you locate one, it says, here's a flash grenade, here's this. Um, and, you know, I, I'm pretty sure they had it in the older game where, like, once you end up using the key or whatever, it says it's no longer useful, so you can just discard oh. it. It lets me know Yeah, well, it, it's not uh, necessary. In the original game, it just did that automatically, and it just ditched it. It gave you the option, but it told you. But in this one, it doesn't necessarily tell you right away that it's useless except for the first time you encounter that so you could be holding on to a key forever that you just don't need no i gotcha well there's like a little red check next to an item when it's already outlived its usefulness uh when you get it in the item box that's how i knew um 
but yeah, I, I'm basically at the point where there's that liquor where you get first introduced to it, and then I get the third medallion, and then another one shows up, and then I forget that they're sensitive to sound. But the first thing I did was just start running like hell from it, uh, trying to get out of the room, and I died. <laughs> so I, I I gave up and yeah. I went to bed. They did a good job of capturing the the first liquor shot very well. Mm-hmm. In 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 terms of not just rinse and repeat, it was well done. So I'm happy about that because that's like the most iconic thing from this game. Yeah. Because they, they, they wait, did they have liquors in the first one? Oh, like hell, in, the, uh, in the original, oh, in the first Resident Evil, no. In the first, in the OG Resident Evil Two, yes. Right. How about in the like the Resident Evil remake, like of the first one? I don't remember if they had that. No, the Game biggest. Game. The biggest thing they added in the remake of the first one was the Crimson Heads. Uh, and that was the zombies that had red eyes and they could walk, they could get through doors. Oh, they're um, faster. Yeah, they follow you. And the only way that you could get rid of them is actually by burning their bodies. Mm-hmm. So but that was the only, but the, no, there were no liquors. These you can't burn or anything, right? Do they? I mean, do they ever die? I don't know. Uh, I just keep shooting them, and I feel like I just end up running away because I don't want to (laughs) waste any ammo. No, you mean a liquor or zombie? Uh, Zombie. Zombie. Zombie? I'm not sure. I really don't think the liquor dies. Yeah, I I believe the liquor dies, but zombies, I've definitely encountered some where I thought they were done, and I came back into a room. And some zombies' bodies were gone, but other zombies' bodies were still there. But they didn't come back to get me at that point. So I'm wondering if, like, way later in the game, if you come back later into that same room, that those zombies will uh, just hop up again or something. Yeah. I don't know for sure yet how they determine whether or not something's super dead. Well, I guess I'll just keep playing and figuring that out. But, yeah, so that was basically what I've been playing. And... It's cold as fuck, so I didn't even go to the gym this week, really. Besides, in my office, I learned that there's a fitness center. It's nothing crazy, but, I mean, it's something where I could just do something immediately right after work. So, there's that. But, yeah. None no of our nerd, yeah, none of our nerd listeners can relate to that. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Mainly speaking for myself, but, yeah. Well, I'll nerd it up a little bit. Um, I played some uh, Dungeons and Dragons last night. Uh, oh, nice! With a, a group, we've been. I have a group of friends. They're they're older guys, uh, and they've been playing D anD D their whole lives. Um, I've played it a couple times when I was a kid, uh, but the past year we've been playing uh, a Star Wars tabletop um, RPG that was a lot of fun. I can't remember which version it was. Uh, but we decided that we we're going to take a break from that and switch back over to D and D. And so last night was our first uh, campaign. Uh, and we got like midway through it and I was so toast, like tired um, by like 11 o'clock. I was just done. So we ended up uh, cutting it like right in down the middle of the campaign. And uh, we're going to stop that uh, and wait till next month to, to pick it back up again. Um, so we'll just play like one Friday out of the month, I think is the plan. Uh, going forward and so it was fun i, I had a, a really good time with it though um it's it's definitely a fun game i definitely see why people love it so much uh i know marson you were into D for a long time uh, over the past year or so right yeah for a little bit uh and then i stopped when they started another campaign just because it does take so much of your time 
demands your time because you have to be scheduled and whatnot. And then we play for like five hours at a time. So it's basically a whole evening. Um, and we generally do it during the weekend because that's when everybody is off. But those are the only days I have off. So sometimes I'm like, well, I don't really feel like playing it. So that's why I stopped. But we'll see if I pick it back up again. But yeah, I was doing it for around a year or two. Um, it was yes, fun. Cool. Yeah, maybe we'll um we should next time we're all together or something like at Magfest next year we should uh try to get a game together or something that that could be pretty cool. Do like a little flash campaign, I guess, or something. Yeah, yeah. Um I picked up a new game today. I don't know if you guys heard of it. It's called Super Indie Carts on Steam. Mm, no idea. Mm. So it's like a a retro style like 16-bit carting game basically, filled with characters from all sorts of different indie games. Uh so what caught my eye and what made me really want to get it is that they just added Toe Jam and Earl in the game. Oh, snap. Oh, and that's so, weird that they're considered indie. <laughs> right. Well, they, they are now, uh, yeah. you know, technically because it's, they're, they're not owned by Sega anymore. It's, this is all, it's owned by Greg Johnson and Mark Vorsinger. Um, but they also have characters from Mutant Muds, uh, oh, yeah, uh I... only memories, hmm. um, Burrito Bison, Lancha Libre, I guess. <laughs> a bunch of characters I, I, I've never heard of before. I will say that. Uh, they have uh, Lilac from Freedom Planet in it. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's another thing. So they got uh, characters from Freedom Planet. I think there's two playable ones. Um, some Duck Game, uh, Cannabalt. And it's so it's it looks similar to like Mario 64 on this 60. Uh, yeah, Mario or Mario Kart 64. I'm sorry. Um, and it's still in early access, so it's not a finished game yet. Uh, but it's it's really good for you know how early it is in development right now. I think it's supposed to come out later this year at some point. Um, it was kickstarted all the way back in 2014, apparently, and so it's just this one just kind of flew under the radar for me. Uh, but I'm really enjoying it so far. I played it uh, you know just uh, a little while ago, and it feels like a Mario Kart game. You know, um, some of the handling, I think they, they still need to tweak some of that stuff. But overall, that's a lot of fun. Uh, like they have actual the, the characters voices from Toe Jam and Earl in there, too. So when you like do their in the character select screen, you uh, once you select a character, like they'll do a short like little sound bite. Um, so it's kind of cute from that standpoint. Um, but yeah, if you guys are looking for a new carding game, uh, it's on sale right now, I think for like seven fifty. This does actually look really cool. I it, it I would equate it more to uh, Super Mario Kart on the SNES because it's got the like 16 bit graphics, but clearly, you know that's the awesome yeah, thing about indie so, games is yeah, think, you can oh, do. I was just gonna say like the awesome thing about indie games is you can do these 16 bit looking things, but clearly more so in terms of frame rate and stuff. Mm -hmm. The characters are, are, are all pixel based. Uh, the actual sprites themselves. Um, but the the levels are all like, like polygons and everything, so it's it's kind of a blend between your 16 bit and 64 bit uh, style of games, because like the the actual racetrack and everything isn't uh, pixel based. Um, so it's it's a kind of a neat blend. It's it's interesting. I love indie games like this. You know, we kind of talked about it last week about just how indie games do weird stuff sometimes, and this is a, a really interesting. Um, an interesting spin on an otherwise like you know like kind of not bland but you know like the carting 
genre is so dominated by Mario Kart. And so it, you know, it's, it kind of dominates everything else. And so it's hard to get something original in there um, sometimes. And uh, while this isn't wholly original, obviously it does do some, some neat things that make it uh, worth your time, I think. Um, excuse me, but you're forgetting about Nickelodeon Kart Racers. <laughs> Mario Kart is definitely not dominating. But no, th that game is exactly the reason why it's nobody does these bad. kart games. Yes. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> if Rob was here, he'd be telling us all about uh, what's the um, what's the new kart racing game that uh, that they just announced here recently. It was not uh, Crash Bandicoot, right? Oh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Crash, Crash. Well, it's, it's Crash Team Racing from PlayStation, so it's That's another right. remake that they did on that remake train. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, they're releasing it this summer. I think I'll buy it, but honestly, I didn't even beat all three Crash games, so I think I should do that first before I keep splurging money and then end up not beating the game. So That's still in my life. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's I'm, your whole I'm... library. I'm adding super indie carts to my I'm buying it right now is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> this looks really cool. Chris, you could be their spokesperson or at least you should get some royalties from just converting a person right now. Yeah, I got I got one well, sale. Yeah, the, the big thing is it's fifty percent <laughs> off, so instead of fifteen, it's seven and a half bucks right now. So Oh well shit. Until January twenty eighth. So if you're listening to this before then, go ahead and buy it. If not, I'm sorry. Maybe they'll put it on sale again sometime soon. Say Megavisions referred you for no reason. Tell Megavisions sent you. Yeah, yeah, use the code Megavisions said to buy this, and you'll get no discount, but other than confusing the creator. <laughs> um, other than that, I downloaded uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. I found it... Uh, I... I, I found it for $15 on some random CD keys website. Uh, and it, it, I was kind of scared that I was downloading a virus because the way after I bought it, it said it only included the offline mode. So it didn't include the online portion at all. And I figured I, I was okay with that because I, I know I'm not going to want to play it online or anything. I just want to play the, the single player campaign of the game. And so it downloaded it, it, there was the email I received and there was like four different leaks links from like the, uh, the mega cloud like thing. And so I had to download each one individually. They're all zip files and then zip them all together in one folder and then run the application. Yeah. And none of that like, sounds right. Yeah. I was like, this is so janky. Like this is, this is seems so shady. I don't know why I'm doing this. Um, so I, I ran a bunch of virus scans and so I think I'm, I'm in the clear, but it, it seems to work fine. After I, I did all that, I got it set up and, and ran. Uh, it, it included a serial uh, key in there. Um, so it's all set up and ready to go. Uh, I played it a little bit this week, but I wasn't able to get too far into it. Uh, Rob was saying that there's that mod where you can get the symphonic soundtrack in there. And so I'm going to try to track that down this week uh, and install that and just see uh, what the difference is. Because I started playing it and it sounded fine to me. I'm not an audiophile in any way. And so maybe, uh, no, you're I, like 15 I, zip files, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but yeah, no, it seems like a, it, the game looks gorgeous though. Uh, it, it looks really great. Um, the dragon quest games are, are so much fun. So I am looking forward to, to playing that a little bit more and, uh, and then doing some more Catherine classic, uh, when I can get a chance to. So that's what I've been nice. up to. 
Very cool. We've all been sort of busier than we thought. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we uh, get into the Mega Mel Sack? Uh, yes, of course. Let me just grab that. All right. All right. Let's shuffle them through here. Oh, okay. We've got uh, one little quick ditty from uh, at Nintendo Lounge. Um, I will say we uh, uh, dropped the I dropped the ball asking for questions this week and forgot entirely until the last minute. So thank you to at Nintendo Lounge for throwing something our way. Um, they ask, does anyone have plans on going to Sega FES in Japan? If so, we'll hopefully see you there. Scott, not me, whoever Scott is at Nintendo Lounge. Um, <laughs> uh, Marcin's going to be there. Am I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought you got the memo. You're taking oh. the Mega Visions jet over there. Right, I already bought oh. your tickets and everything. You have your passport I, ready, right? I have my passport, but I had no idea. Yeah, well, you better get ready because your flight leaves in like six hours. <laughs> oh, so I'll stay there for like two months before it actually happens? Yeah, it's small. Well, yeah, you're going to be staying with Nagoshi. Oh, uh, well, then, yeah, I might, I might go if that's if that's the case. So. <laughs> Obviously, um, none of us are going to be going to Sega Fest. No. Um, I would love to go one of these times. It looks awesome. It, it looks so crazy. And I wish we had something uh, as outlandish and fun like that here in the States. The only thing that kind of came close in my mind was the um, Sega did the uh, the Sonic Boom Party, I guess, in New York. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and I went up there to that. And that was cool uh, and everything. Stephen Frost did an awesome job at uh at being the host of that uh, that had to be a really uh tough job but he did great and it was cool they had the uh the the 3ds versions of sonic boom running and i think maybe I, I can't remember if they had the wii u versions there or not um they had the voice cast there they did a bunch of fun stuff it was great um they did some uh a concert but sega fest is like that but times a hundred. It just is so crazy. Uh, last year they announced the uh, the Mega Drive Mini there, right? And yep. everyone was super excited until they found out that uh, At Games was going to be doing it, and then everyone got super upset. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, we also had the Sonic 25th anniversary uh, event that they did. I believe it was in the states. Uh, well, that one, in terms of streaming, was the nightmare because the audio was terrible. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I, I don't know uh, of anything else that, that's that crazy. But I think this actually kind of goes into the new stack, which is the first on our uh, criteria is the uh, Sega Fest uh, announcement. They're actually uh, doing it the 30th and 31st in Japan. Um, and then there'll definitely be some big um, announcements. So like we mentioned earlier, they had the Mega Drive Mini uh, last year, Sega Ages, and the Japanese release of Shenmue 1 and 2. Um, but honestly, I, I don't know what they can really, they can announce this year. I, I can't think of anything that like I personally would still want to see because my Shenmue... What about Fantasy Star Online 3? Three? I mean, three, yes. If you were going to say two, then no. <laughs> but, yeah. And it's going to be worldwide, a worldwide launch, same day. I don't, I wouldn't believe that. That's, that's a pipe dream. 
Um, but yeah, I, I mean, fantasy star online <laughs> three, I guess let's throw that out there and maybe, uh, I don't know, a new Yakuza entry, or I feel like that everyone's going around the remake train. So I feel like there might be something that they pull out from their vaults and maybe announce that is, uh, the year of Alex long overdue. Maybe it could be, you know, why not? We could all believe. Do you guys have any ideas? I would like to see them do an update on the Mega Drive Mini uh, because, like we mentioned earlier, that uh, originally they were planning to work with At Games on it, but they, I think they pulled away from that and they said they were going to develop it internally. And so I would like to see an update on on what that's going to look like, some features, maybe a release date, a price point would be cool too. Um, it would. I, I want to see some of that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they start if they kind of go down the uh, follow like the Nintendo Classics, you know, line of doing those, um, and how they have some pre-installed Sega games in them and and that sort of thing, rather than just a, uh, you know, just a a, a console that just plays games. It, you know, hopefully it can do both. It can play games and has some pre-installed games like the, you know, the ad games, um, Genesis HD one, but just one that actually plays everything fully functional. You know, like you, it, there's not that shitty emulation, the, sh- the shitty sound. Um, the last one was, it did improve those things, but it still wasn't hundred percent. So I would like to see an update on the Mega Drive Mini. Yeah, I was jokingly, well, actually, no, you're all wrong. This is exactly what's going to happen. They're going to announce the Mega Drive Mini again, and then they're going to announce Shenmue 4 launching on the Dreamcast 3, clearly. (laughs) Um, No, but uh, I was joking with the Mega Drive Mini, but I wouldn't be surprised if they had a new announcement of it again. Um, The more we talk about it, or an update would be maybe realistic. But I think... They it would be cool to see anything Saturn related because um, mm-hmm. Retrobit did just announce those official uh, wireless and Bluetooth Saturn controllers that they're coming out with and Genesis controllers uh, and even a 3D uh, the 3D control pad apparently I don't think that's going to be wireless but they're they're re-releasing those um, so it would be neat if we saw something in the vein of Saturn um, you know even some maybe some Sega Ages versions of like Bug or Virtual Cop. I don't know exactly, but I feel like that's the next generation that people are talking about now, uh, again, in terms of like PS1 classics. And now the, the Saturn's definitely come up in more conversation in my life this year than it ever has <laughs> outside of my gaming circles. So um, it would be really neat to see something Saturn related, I think. Yeah. But but who knows what they would actually do. You say, Marcin, I don't know what else they could announce, but Sega has so much they could go back into, like with old series and old IPs. And at this point, anything retro is considered nostalgia to someone out there. So they could really just surprise us with like, oh yeah, you know what? There was a Daytona Battle on the Edge game that came out only in arcades. We're bringing that to Xbox One or, you know, something crazy. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. I, I, I believe that. Um, Maybe a Virtua uh, Fighter, like a new Virtua Fighter arcade game. Could be. I mean, Virtua Fighter, yeah, though. From them, right? Without Yu Suzuki, it would be weird. And he's all around Shenmue right now. Um, but yeah, that'd be interesting to see. 
but I guess we'll just uh, wait and see what, what they do. So we'll definitely report on it. It's like uh, it's like two months away, March 30th. Yeah, oh, it's not until the end of March. So it's we'll definitely hear something um, around then. You can expect to hear us talk about that. But um, I could, uh, it, with Virtual Fighter, the only thing I could see them doing is throwing Akira or Pi or somebody into a game as a downloadable character maybe. But I don't know about a whole new Virtual Fighter game though. Yeah, I don't think that that's any, any not possible right now. The, anyway. the fighting genre is such words. What, yeah. <laughs> um, the fighting genre is in such a weird place that it's getting a resurgence, but at the same time, if you don't have a good foothold on what you are as a series, like the anything by Arxis, really. But um, uh, with Street Fighters in a weird place, but we did just see Mortal Kombat 11 coming up, and so who knows? I don't, I don't see Virtual Fighter happening, but if there's any time that it could come back and be relevant, I think it's around now. Yeah. I agree. Um, I James Pond. James yeah. Pond. Bring, no. God, I rented one of those games and I had no idea what I was doing and just remember being shit. That's every of those <laughs> games for me. Okay, good. You're not alone. It's not just you. Um, in game industry news, we uh, learned that the Metroid, 4, Metroid Prime 4's development is restarting with Retro Studios. So... Uh, their development is starting from the beginning with the help of Retro Studios. They were the developers of the original Metroid Prime games. Um, the decision was made by Nintendo because the fourth entry has not reached the standards they wanted in a sequel to the series. And due to this reason, they have uh, producer Kensuke Tanabe work in trust and collaboration with the studio that developed the original Metroid Prime series, Retro Studios in the United States, and restart development from the beginning. So Metroid 4 was announced at E3 2017, but we haven't really heard much since. Um, and Retro Studios' last game was Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Uh, and there have been reports that it was working on the rumored Star Fox racing game. So you guys have any thoughts on that? Have you guys played the Metroid Prime games before? Uh, I actually played the first one um, and didn't really touch them after that. Uh, I, I dug it, but I've never been a fan. Of, it says the Resident Evil fan. I've never been a fan of super duper backtracking in games. Um, but uh, <laughs> irony. <laughs> yeah, it very and maybe that that goes to like how it's presented then or something, you know. Um, but it's first I, person. Or... Yeah, I don't know. I just I, Metroid Prime was a very good game, but it was very slow paced. It's hard to go back to. Um, and uh, I think this is a great move on their part, though, because, well, yeah, tying it back to Resident Evil again. Um, that's how Resident Evil 2 came to be what it was. They had Resident Evil, what's it's called 1.5, like 70 percent done, scrapped the whole thing and started over. And we got the Resident Evil 2 everybody loves and was now remade. So I think this is a smart move. It's better to stop everything if you see a product that's not 100% what you want and it, that rather than meeting a deadline with a half-hearted project yeah i mean i agree it, it's it's definitely much better for them if they don't think that it it's reaches their quality and generally um they kind of abide by that it, most of their titles have been pretty solid uh their track record is solid um, so yeah, I mean, if they want to, 
you know, restart from the beginning, do it because, you know, people have been fine without much information now. So, you know, just start from the beginning and do something new. The only uh, problem is I think this game had been in development for quite a while. And a, a lot of people were kind of expecting Nintendo to maybe announce that it was going to be coming out like as early as this year. <clears throat> so obviously now we're starting from the beginning and that development cycle is, is resetting. And so I wouldn't imagine that we're going to see something, you know, you know, actually get it in our hands for at least what, two years from, from this point. Yeah. And so it, I mean, it, I guess it could still be a switch game hopefully, but I wouldn't be surprised if um, maybe they, they look at uh, one of those like simultaneous release on the switch and whatever Nintendo's next system. Exactly. could Exactly. I honestly doubt they're going to release a new console in two years. They, I feel like they are really riding the Switch train. I mean, the Switch came out, what, 2017? It's only really been a year and a half since it was released. And it's picking up Steam and actually beat PlayStation this past year in terms of sales. So, yeah, this I think this, this console is going to be around for a little while, maybe even close to eight or nine years. But I guess we'll see. And how many different revisions, hardware revisions? Right. We well, so, so like, so let me let me clarify. So I think the concept of the Switch, where like you'll, it's still the Switch games that you'll be playing, but they might have different revisions, like the DS, the DSi, the 3DS, the you know DS ABC. You know, and then you're going to get the games that aren't are only playable with the you know the Switch Plus 3D, or whatever. Yeah, gonna, Switch Plus. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be exactly. some bullshit. People are going to be like pissed. the 3DS. Yeah, it's gonna be Metro Prime Four. Is gonna be the first one that's only compatible with the uh, the Switch Plus. Fuck yeah, you. It's a business model. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Um, but you know, I, I heard some other rumors though that uh, Retro Studios has already uh, a port completed of the Metroid Prime trilogy, and it's it's been completed for a little while now. And so that could be something that could that Nintendo, if that's true. Nintendo could go ahead and release that on the Switch, and it could kind of uh, satisfy those Metroid uh, Prime fans out there until this Retro Studios game is is uh, released. I loved the original Metroid Prime. I think I played Prime 2. I didn't play 3, but I thought that those games did a really good job of world build, building in there. There was all those uh, different things that you could scan and, and read about the the planet and you know these uh you know different species and things like that i i thought that was fascinating back then uh and doing something as neat as metro prime was way back on the gamecube it looked fantastic back then uh and it was interesting the way that they were able to um kind of handle the first person person like shooting aspect of it on the Mm -hmm. gamecube too i really like that uh so i'm i'm excited about this uh, new Metro Prime game, and I'm glad that Retro is is back in the driver's seat for the series. So I'm expecting big things. Yeah, it's the that was what was the coolest thing about the Metroid Prime series is the Metroid world. You um, you always saw it from one point of view, but to be able to actually fully explore it in the Prime series mm-hmm. was really cool. Um, but yeah, I I think it was only. I mean, it was announced, quote-unquote, in 2017. So I don't know how long it was actually in development, so who knows. But now it'll be, worst-case scenario, I agree, it'll be like Switch and then the Switch 
two or the the new switch god i hope they don't call it the new switch um <laughs> the switch u the new yeah. 3ds that's what they call the that their version right they are single-handedly the worst at naming <laughs> in all of video game history oh. um like i mean i guess we should have seen it coming where everything just had 64 after it or super before it but whatever um yeah i don't i don't i uh, i only see this as a positive move overall though I think it'll be, the next one will be called the Super Switch. Oh sure. Oh, mark, I could completely mark see your doing calendars. That. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Man, super Switch. You guys got that Switch Tendo in Scott in stock? <laughs> <laughs> uh, stupid names. Um, so on to our pop culture news. This is kind of we kind of are coming full circle now with talking about Resident Evil beginning, and now we're talking about a series on Netflix. Um, uh, that deals with Resident Evil. So Netflix is reportedly developing a live-action Resident Evil series. Um, the streaming service declined to comment on the report, which says the project is in early stages of development. Um, per deadline, the plan is for the series to expand the Resident Evil universe and deepen the existing mythology. Um, they hear the series will keep the basic premise, which also served as a setup for the movie franchise, which... Uh, I did not enjoy. <laughs> um, <laughs> the series will explore the inner workings of Umbrella Corporation and New World Order caused by the outbreak of the T-Virus. And this kind of makes me sad. Uh, Constantine Film, production company behind the Resident Evil movie franchise, is reportedly involved oh. in the series adaptation. And that starred Mila Jovovich, which I think... Sure I, I I just liked Mila Jovovich, <laughs> uh, but that's about it. That's all I can say about that. And then they had they shed out six movies. Um, the last one was around 2016. Um, and yeah, so I don't know how I feel about. Uh, I was excited for the potential. Resident Evil series on Netflix, but when I heard that the production company behind the movie franchise, which Zero Faith, which basically you know put like the names of people you might know in the movie, but had almost nothing to do with the actual original series. If those it, movies weren't called Resident Evil movies, I think it would have been fine. That was the biggest problem: is that you it started out in the Resident Evil universe and just spun out of control. And it just jumped the shark. <laughs> it just got ridiculous. But if you can kind of take it for what it is, they're enjoyable movies, at least for me. I, I, I know they're silly and stupid. And Mila Jovovich is hot, but kind of weird and and <laughs> awkward at the same time in those movies. Um, I, I enjoy them. Um, but I would rather see something that's closer to the series done. Like why? Like I would like to see something just just focus in raccoon city, like make it a smaller series, like just focus like what they did in the, the original game, like make a film or a, 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 a series about that. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm with you or at least where I think you're going with, with your thoughts on that, Marson. Yeah. So I, I want it to actually be focused on the characters and the storylines that were introduced in the games and yeah, flesh it out and delve a bit deeper in it. And I would say, you know, focus on the characters that were in the actual game. Um, 
Although, again, I don't know. I guess you could introduce a new main character, but I feel like people won't really like that, honestly. Um, I don't know if I would. I feel like it has yeah. to revolve around, you know, Raccoon City, Stars, Umbrella Corporation, all that has to be uh, in there. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, oh boy. All right. <laughs> uh, my overall thoughts are this could be awesome if it doesn't suck. Um, but I hate the movies so much. Uh, <laughs> I The first one's decent. It's a good movie. The second one gets weird, even for Resident Evil. Uh, and the third one, when I saw it in theaters, I completely forgot. Ha I've, halfway through the movie, I forgot I was even watching a Resident Evil film. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, no exaggeration. I'm not. It, it went like in an anime direction. Um, <clears throat> but if they, it, it, I, it's, oh, God damn it. Um, <laughs> if they focus on Umbrella, like they said in here as well, I'm not sure how exciting it could be. But people also kind of thought, like, how is the TV series Gotham going to be entertaining if it's not Batman in there, you know? So if it, I could see it being interesting if they treat it as like, <clears throat> the Wesker, the Wesker, the Umbrella people, um, you know, they're, I don't even know if it's like seen as like this big prequel thing, building up to stuff. And then eventually Wesker becomes a character in it because he spoilers. I don't fucking know. Um, Wesker was involved with Umbrella, but also the stars. And that's how he becomes the villain in the first game and then throughout the entire series. Um, so if they somehow make it like, it, it, honestly, if it was just Wesker's story, I would definitely watch that. Um, but yeah, like you said, Marson, it's the characters that draw people to these games more than, um, just the universe itself, but the universe definitely helps it. Uh, on another side, I hope this doesn't just become another walking dead and is like drawn out forever just because it has zombies in it somehow. But I don't know that they'll even do that. So if it's like some sort of cool prequel, I'm Wesker and I know I'm an umbrella scientist, but I also want to defend justice through stars. What do I do? Oh, this personal conflict that could be good if it's written well, but I have zero hope because the anyone involved in the movies is involved with this. Right. Right. So I even, it's so stupid to say, but after I saw the third or the fourth movie, I was so upset about it that I was venting to my friend about it. And I was like, you know what, film this, maybe this will be entertaining. So they're, they're on my dumb YouTube channel somewhere. There's just my three and a half minute rant on the horrible, horrible movie. And I go on and on because of how upset I was about these movies. Um, they're bad. This will I'm suck. gonna rip the audio and that's gonna be our outro for this week. Oh fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um so do you, could they take the 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 kind of the direction of where they went in those movies, apply it to the series, but actually do a good job with it this time and like not make it suck? It's all in the writing. It's all in the writing and the presentation and and the the cinematography because mm. like the if you just think about any movies that we love from our childhood or that are good that like I just watched Cobra Kai and I was thinking about the Karate Kid movies and I'm like, the premise is so lame on these. It's just a dude that doesn't fit in in his hometown. He meets some old guy. He learns karate and kicks a dude in the face. That's it. But there's such it's such a great movie like that's such a basic, boring premise. But there's so many life lessons and everything else in there that it just adds up to if it's written well and if it's presented well it's a quality product right so um, sorry i'm but, getting very 
<laughs> very. Would you, would you allow Mila Jovovich to be in it? No, get her out of here. <laughs> she can't act. Oh, except for Fifth Element. That was it. Well, we're also thinking that it's under the premise that it will be a live action. What if it's going to be animated or uh, CGI? Would you prefer that or would you prefer live well, action? Have you guys watched any animated Resident Evil movies? I've seen yeah. Resident Evil Degeneration. Those yeah. are awesome because they take slightly different twists with the monsters and stuff. So I would I'd be more excited for this if it was CG. Yeah. So, if, also, yeah, that's like the strongest thing about Resident Evil anymore is the monsters. That's what draws people to these games that have never played a single one, too. The story, the, literally the first line says it's they're developing a live action Resident Evil series. Balls. Well, <laughs> so. fuck that. But it's, it's also a rumor, so True. it could be wrong. <laughs> but yeah, so if it's live action, then yeah, I would... I, I don't want anything to do. I don't want it to have anything to do with the movies. If it's trying to have some kind of loose tie with the first 15 movies that came out in the past decade, then um, no, thank you. So it has to be something completely from scratch and not loosely based on the game series. Uh, it needs to be set in the, in the universe and they're just expanding upon the existing mythology. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is, like, there's enough... You could just go through the documents in the first game. There's enough information on, like, the Umbrella build-up and all around the Spencer estate and everything that you could just write a story about all that stuff. Or, like, let's meet Spencer, the whack job who made that stupid mansion, you know? Right. Yeah, like, right. a prequel would be really interesting. I think that's its strongest possibility, is being a prequel to the first game. That, that, that would be really cool. It could be. And yeah, and then I could, I've, I'm just, I'm picturing all this in my head because I want it to be well, assuming this even, want it to do well, assuming it's even a thing. And like, I just see like the end of the first season ending with, uh, oh, hey, welcome to your first day on the job, uh, Mr. What was it? Ow, oh, Albert Wesker, you know, and then just fucking oh, cut shit. there. Yeah, yeah that I would love cool. that. <laughs> so. And then you eventually jump into the scenes, the, the opening portion of resident evil yeah. one would be pretty cool <laughs> eventually get to that point um but yeah um, i mean more to come on that so we'll definitely keep talking about it and uh because i think we're all have some passionate opinions on what we want to see with this new resident evil series this is the perfect time for this kind of news to crop up with re2 getting a re-release i think that they I think it was time. I think it was, yes, of course. It was one of these like rumors that Netflix dropped themselves and just to get people talking about it. Because um, mm -hmm. it's just kind of a an odd coincidence that it uh, came out like the same week of Resident Evil 2's release. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that's going to wrap up uh, the show this week. Uh, we aren't going to do a featured discussion because we're running out of, out of time. Uh, so it's kind of a shorter podcast we've been trying to get to that that sweet one hour mark and we just haven't been able to do it because there's just been so much to talk about uh and we keep going down rabbit holes which is kind of fun i think um <laughs> yeah I but uh but yeah so yeah. that's going to do it for this week uh let's see uh scotty what's uh what's on the streaming calendar for the upcoming week sure so uh every step <laughs> Sunday, Tuesday, Friday. That's the days we stream. Um, TJ's got more stuff going on on Sunday. He typically does some retro things. Uh, recently, he played a stall. Um, but 
we will uh, just stay tuned, hop on. Well, by the time this goes out, you hopefully you watched it. But regardless, check in on Sundays on our Twitch page. Tuesdays, I'm still doing the Panzer Dragoon Saga, making our way through that. Um, and then Fridays, Kusanagi is going to be continuing the Resident Evil 2 stream. Um, so we've got those going on. And you can always, if you want to catch up, uh, go to our YouTube page. Just search for Mega Visions on there. And you can see the playlist of the games we've played and just all the streams. Um, they're ba they're uh, archived on there. Uh, and then um, uh, I mentioned it, so I'll just throw it out here anyway. If you want to check out my dumb YouTube page, it's youtube.com backslash lowercase c backslash Scotty Mo. I did just unbox Resident Evil 2 Remake, uh, and you can find that rant on there somewhere. But um, that's pretty much everything going on on the Twitch. Just follow us on Twitch at... Oh, no, Twitch doesn't have an app. Just go to Twitch. <laughs> Mega Visions Mag is what our name is on there. So um, we're an affiliate now, so you guys can give us bits and give us cheers and all that fun stuff. So hop on there and do that. Hang out with us while we play some video games. Sweet. Also, don't forget to go to patreon.com slash megavisions. You can subscribe uh, to get all the uh, future issues there. Uh Physical issue starts at $7.99 for those in the United States, and it goes up from there. We ship all over the world, but we have three different categories uh, ranging from the United States, Canada, and then international. Um, but some other news is that uh, our our web store is opening up soon. Uh, you can go to megavisionsmag.com slash shop, and you'll be able to download or purchase a physical or digital issue of Megavisions if you missed out on the deadline for issue seven. Uh, we have um, we have a few issues left of the physical version, but uh, the digital digital version will live on forever and you'll be able to go and get that uh, at $2.99. So go check that out. Read it on your N-Gage. You can read it on your N-Gage, uh, which that would be amazing. I, oh, I God. Wish, Did uh, I just accidentally create a personal goal for you? I'm You're gonna, really I have to, I have to try it now. One. Must do this, or or somehow try to figure out how to read it uh, on my Dreamcast web browser. Oh uh, yeah, which could yeah. also be a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> so um, it looks like Patreon's down right now. That's not good. I just went there. Oh, so many people are trying to uh, hop on our Patreon that we crashed the site. We crashed Patreon. All right. <laughs> so um, all right. No, I think that's going to do it uh, for this week. Uh, remember, go to our website, megavisionsmag.com. We're publishing, uh, you know, all the latest Sega news. Uh, I think we have a couple retro reviews that are going to be going up on the uh, the website this week. So be sure to check out that. Uh, and then the next big game that we're going to be uh, covering is the new Toe Jam and Earl uh, back in the groove that comes out uh, officially on the 1st of March. But I think uh, we already have our review key. So that should be going up on the website uh, this week at some point. So Keep an eye out. And that's going to do it for us this week on the Megavision Show. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. On and on. Hey. Or off and on. Go ahead. We're ready. Resident Evil Afterlife. Giant pile of crap. Uh, it starts at, hey, look at me. I'm Alice. Alice, I'm Amelia Earhart. I'll fly everywhere. I'll fly to, fly to bumfuck Alaska. Oh, we'll find a bunch of airplanes. Nobody's here. Hey, there's something that reminds me of Claire. Oh, flashback. What's going on? Hey, there's Claire. Oh, let's go over here. We'll fly to the random city. Oh, look, a state penitentiary in the middle of the city that's like 30 stories high. I'll magically land my plane on it because I'm badass and my husband's the director. Hey, there we go. Hey, look, a bunch of characters. You guys look like you could be in a Left 4 Dead game. Oh, let's go do shit. 
and talk about crap. Deer, deer, deer. Random zombie with an axe. That's cool because it's a Resident Evil 5 reference, 4 reference. Who even knows anymore? Oh look, random zombies with octopuses coming out of their mouths. That's another <laughs> reference. Hey, let's try to make fans happy. By the way, I'm Claire. Oh, there's some random guy in a jail cell. Who's that? I'm Chris Redfield. Ah! <laughs> Such bullshit. I'm a badass ex-military guy, even though in the games I was not in the military and I wasn't badass. Thanks for ruining another character, Wes Anderson. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll let him out because we got nothing to lose. Hey, there's a random ship called Freedom or Unity or some stupid haven place that's supposed to be safe. Let's fly over there in our magical plane. Okay, we're here. Oh, shit's going on. Oh, wait. Remember in the beginning of the movie, Wesker was there and Alice fought her with her army of clones? That made sense. Thankfully, they killed all the clones. But Wesker, it looks like he died. Wait, Wesker's here. Oh, he has puppies. Oh, puppies that split in half and try to kill you. What a surprise. Hey, Wesker, what's up? I'm Chris. Hey, Chris. I don't know who you are, and I never interacted you with any of the movies, but somehow we have a past, so hey, what's up? It's nice to see you again. And here's my sister. Oh, oh no, you almost killed her. Oh, nope, everything's fine. Oh, let's punch the shit out of Wesker. He'll teleport a little bit and look kind of cool, but he's still talking and trying to be Agent Smith and all that bullshit. Oh, well, he's going to try to escape now, jump in a helicopter. He's going to try to blow the place up, but no, Alice is smart because she's the only character in the movie that has a brain, and uh, we still hate her anyway because she has nothing to do with the game. She put the bomb in the helicopter. Oh no, Wesker's dead. Even though he detonated a bomb like that earlier and killed most of Tokyo, Japan, pretty much like 12 city blocks, it only blows up the helicopter this time, and it kills him. Then they walk away all happy, and they freed everybody on the ship, and it's a safe haven. Oh boy, and then the credits roll. Then I see Jill Valentine's name, and I'm like, what the fuck? Jill wasn't even in this movie. Oh, cut to a mid-credit sequence. Hi, I'm Jill, and I have blonde hair, and I'm going to piss off all the other fans because I look like the Resident Evil 5 Jill that didn't look like any of the canon series Jill because I don't have a fucking beret on or anything. Let's bring in these guys that look kind of like Halo people or whatever, and shit is going to happen. We'll get you next time. And credits, we're going to have another sequel. Because this one sold so well. Because it's only in 3D and 13 damn dollars a ticket. Fuck you, Wes Anderson. I'll probably see the next one anyway. And at the end, Alice joins S.H.I.E.L.D. Fucking the end. S.H.I.E.L.D.? Stars? No, S.H.I.E.L.D. Samuel L. Jackson recruits her. 